Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your sick Preston, joined as always by my other sick co-host. No, it's sick. It's just allergies. Ah, you're sick. I'm a sick man. You're a sick man. You you're a sick, sick man. Yep. Ah, we're we're kind of gross. Sick Matt. I've been sick. sick. I've been sick. Like I got, I got what I thought was strep a while Ooh. ago. That's not uh, fun. You know, dating teachers. I. Oh yeah, I should fucking know this. This isn't the first I've dated a teacher. Yep. Uh, I should, and she got something, and then like two days later, I woke up and my throat was very suspiciously streppy. Uh, so I stayed home. Uh, worked actually worked from home, and then like it was just drainage that was happening in my throat all night uh. that caused my throat to get sick. But then I just I went through all my phases of like sore throat, sniffles, stuffs in the head cough and i'm currently in the cough and stuff's in the head phase right now so that'll last for a month yeah and you know how my coughs get yeah all of my friends know how my coughs get yeah i think i've had actually a fit in an episode before probably wouldn't be surprised it's it's pretty tame today Mm -hmm. uh i think i don't know it's not very dry outside so it's helpful yeah um someone go back and find the coughing fit in our any previous episode if there was one link link to it with a timestamp yeah, do that. Ep- episode and timestamp. So I love hearing myself have a coughing fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing ever. Uh, yeah. Oh. Matt, what uh, what should people do? People Oops. should like, people should subscribe, and people should tell their friends and their acquaintances and their neighbors. And there are people that they don't get along with very well, but they kind of put up with for the sake of maintaining a polite and well-ordered society. And they're outright enemies. People yep. should tell their enemies. Yep. Especially their enemies, because... We are a punishment to the world. Yes. We were uh, sent by God to herald the last days and test humanity. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Where is this coming from? I don't know. You're like, you're raging deep into that. I had some weird dreams last night. It actually gave me a really cool concept for like a a comic book or something, (laughs) which I'll not talk about on here, but. You know what we should talk about? What's that? I think we should finally, like, formally announce, like, what's going on. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Formal uh, announcement time. Episode one, two, three. Let's make some announcements. Yeah! One, two, three. One, two, three. And then, for the countdown, three, two, one. We're kind of actually going officially legal. We're partnering with... Uh, we were we were hoping Andrew would be on here mm-hmm. for when we would announce this. Uh, Andrew, is, his production company, REM Productions... Uh, is actually kind of like ramping up a little bit and Mm -hmm. we the three of us have talked a little bit not a little bit quite relatively extensively like Mm -hmm. at least he and i have like we have discussions like almost every other day because we live together uh we've decided that we're going to kind of combine quality entertainment and rem productions um stuff that's going to go along with this this was actually part of the uh um Creating our Patreon was actually an element of this agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of came to this agreement four months ago, five months ago, this idea. and we, we've Wow, been... it's the first I'm hearing of it. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've been, we've been kind of like nurturing this idea and um, working on stuff. Um, we have done some stuff with the booze and booze. We have some uh, projects that we're kind of working on to get a little bit further you're restarting on not yep. restarting you're kicking off again getting back into getting back into a project a you're working projects, on yep. uh uh nick and i are gonna kind of keep are at some point soon going to start working back on our graphic novel mm-hmm. uh 
you're guys are going to start seeing more booze and booze. Uh, we finally edited the Catwoman thing. Um, it's not out yet. We have the edited thing. I haven't put it on YouTube yet. I think I'm going to wait a little bit so we have a little bit more of a backlog so we can because uh, you know we're fucking great at releasing things on time yeah. right what we is said it wednesday 9 15 p.m on a wednesday night <laughs> <laughs> after it was supposed to go out uh so yeah no um it's an official th- almost an official thing uh it's uh it's kind of exciting mm-hmm. it's very exciting yeah. uh, i mean it's it's the same kind of attitude at least on our side of this is just something that we're going to do for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows if money is going to start coming in. Um, this is Andrew's actual like career uh, for us. This is a hobby. So we're just going to try to screw it up for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's very evident in the way that it's kind of going to be structured. REM productions is going to be the official like company. Uh we're just going to be the little pity side project. We're going to be the subsidiary company that kind of does our things, but we're going to, we're collaborating on a ton. Uh, I'm going to be in a couple of his movies. I'm going to, I'm starting to kind of mull over some short film ideas in my head Mm -hmm. uh, to do. Yeah. Very uh, cool. And yeah. And then we're going to, we're going to see, you mentioned something forever ago about doing a, uh, uh, radio serial or like a podcast serial. A little, it, it wouldn't be a serial. It'd be a little one-off. I have basically the whole concept in like the first third or half of a draft yeah. written of a little <clears throat> scripted podcast thing. It's probably gonna be like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, I would like to get back into that at some point soon, and maybe do some more things along those lines. Yep. So, so we're yeah. we're picking up our our content empire is expanding. Look out, Disney Fox merger. There's a bigger merger gonna, coming for you. Our goal is to control Warner Media. This is step two in that plan. Yeah. Step one, start a podcast slash media empire. Yep. With 15 SoundCloud subscribers. <laughs> if <laughs> we're that. coming for you. If that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're look forward to those things. Uh, things will be on YouTube. Things will be on SoundCloud. Um, yeah. yeah. Matt, what you been up to? I watched The Notebook. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was on Netflix, and I hadn't seen it, and Hannah had only seen parts of it. That was a satisfying toe crack. That was, Did you hear that? Yeah. That was every single one. I don't that know if I got picked good. up in the audio. I hope so. That Ooh, one wasn't as good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, it, well, it was on Netflix. I hadn't seen it. Hannah had only seen parts of it on TV. Um, it was Valentine's Day. We're like, eh, it's cultural enrichment. We should probably watch it. Um, she goes for that thing more than I do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, so we we watched the Notebook. It was culturally enriching, and you know what? It's it's actually not bad. Oh, I mean, I've heard it's great. It's just it's not great. Oh, okay. No, I've heard um, it's good. the The first half hour, I was like, "Ooh, this is terrible." None of the characters feel like real people, and the, mm. the dialogue is awkward, and it's just kind of grand and sappy in the worst sort of ways. Yeah. Um, but it comes together i think really well in the end the ending drags a little bit but it's thematically really satisfying mm-hmm. um because it kind of uses as a framing device um an older person looking back and kind of telling a story yeah um and they throw a couple of interesting twists into that itself mm-hmm. um and it's a it, it's a pretty good the the core story is pretty good um it's kind of what if umbrellas of cherbourg but with just like a fully happy ending yeah um 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not terrible. I don't regret having watched it. I've certainly watched worse rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just on objective judgment of movie merits, it's more positives than negatives. Good. But it's not something I'm going to go race to rewatch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Hannah and I have gotten back into Walking Dead a little bit. Okay. Uh, we were, we were, uh, we're like six or seven episodes into season four now. Okay. So this is the governor, right? Uh, the governor was defeated, but he just showed up in the very last shot of okay. the last episode. So he's definitely coming back. Yeah. Um, there was a, like a mini plot line over the first few episodes of this season about the disease that was going through the prison. Oh yeah. Which I, I really liked that storyline. Um, did you get to the end of the storyline? I think so. They got the medicine and brought it back and, um, okay. And now the governor's showed up, which makes it seem like it's over, but maybe it's not. I... I want to ask you what you thought about something, but I'm not confident that the thing that happened is early enough in it. I think that's towards the end of that mini plot. Okay. I don't. I don't care hugely about spoilers with this show. Uh. How's Carol? <laughs> <laughs> Notably absent. Okay. Was that something? other than fuck i don't know i never mind i'll just drop it okay <laughs> notably absent like is she not there she has left because she burned people yes that's the thing i i don't remember when that was yeah was that part of that storyline or was that earlier yes. yeah. that was okay. they were they were the people were like the first two that got sick yeah and she burned and so those people she burned she killed them and burned them yeah and rick was like you need to leave you need to leave right okay left. that's that's why i was like i wasn't sure how far you were because that's why i was like house carol because <laughs> <laughs> if you were like ah oh, she'd be fine he's like no she hasn't gotten there yet <laughs> yep. uh yeah no i this is not like a top tier show for me, but I enjoy it quite a bit when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bear, yeah. McC- Bear McCreary is really good. The the composer. Oh, I don't remember any of it. Um, what? Uh, so you're you're dealing with the governor. Um, have you been? Have they have they been to? Um, what the fuck is the city called? What's his city or his town? Uh, Governor Town. What? So you haven't been to his town? No, the, he his town is already like that was season three. Oh, his okay. town happens and it's basically destroyed. And so you've seen a Merle. bunch of the survivors. Who you've seen Merrill? Not Merrill, Merle. Merle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't remember like when things happen because I like. You may not care about spoilers, but like, there's an element of like, ah, Merle's back. Yeah. And he's got his little stabby arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just I, stuff I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it, just in case you would have had a nice little happy moment when you, like, when something yeah. big happened. So yeah. I figured he was coming back, but. Yeah. Yep. You don't, well, you don't cast Michael Rooker just to have him die in, like, Speaking of Michael Rooker. Screen. No, I'm just kidding. I have to do my watch it on this. I've still got I've still got things. Oh yeah, go keep I've, going. I've read a little more Nightfall. I'm actually I'm kind of getting back into it. Um they're doing sort of an overarching storyline where uh Azrael is chasing um a serial killer named Abattoir. <gasps> 
Have you gotten to the end of that yet? No. Oh, okay. I think this is the part. This is one part that I remember very vividly mm-hmm. when reading it. I think the end of that little, like, that little kind of mm-hmm. ordeal is the big payoff for all of the second volume. Yeah, I'm. It's. it feels like it's been building a little bit, picking yeah. up steam. It's... Um, I was able to sit down and read three issues in a row the yeah. other night, so... I I know very little about what what he does kind of throughout, mm-hmm. but I do know that this is kind of the end of Azrael's reign as Batman, mm-hmm. and I know kind of what goes on with it. And it's I have some suppositions, but uh, what do you get th- there? What do you think? Oh, he's gonna cross the line. I'm Robert. not reacting. I'm like putting my hand. In, that was a stupid like way. <laughs> he's gonna cross. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know if he's going to outright kill him, but I could definitely see him doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's basically going to cross the line. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to stop himself or need Bruce Wayne to do it for him. Mm-hmm. But you can you can kind of feel him like there's two or three moments where he's like, OK, I explicitly made the choice here to save the innocent person. Let this guy go. He's going to go hurt someone else or something and yeah you start to see that uh that's one thing that like one of the kind of uh killing having superman die didn't really have the same impact that having batman quote-unquote die Mm -hmm. was uh so superman he was gone it was kind of this like what's this world like without superman it was like kind of what we fucking all expected it to be Mm -hmm. but with with this it's batman die goes away mm-hmm. and then someone else fills in and you start to see it's the uh there, there's a phrase for it that you're probably gonna say once once i start describing it it's uh the um uh fuck um, emphasis via lack of or emphasis via vacancy or something like that uh by omission yeah like where you see it's you're watching someone else fulfill Batman's role Mm -hmm. and you're seeing these like little moments of weakness where like that was, I I can't do this. And Mm -hmm. you see that Batman's been doing this this whole time. It makes Bruce Wayne look so much more impressive Mm -hmm. because you're watching someone else try and, and fail to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think was, it really played to just this, this whole initiative to make Batman darker and more badass mm-hmm. with this, because at the very end, it's just not, not a spoiler. The very last panel of the entire is like a one page spread mm-hmm. of Batman. And it's just, it's black. You see the eyes, the gold, uh, like the gold, uh, mm-hmm. logo and the gold belt. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first moment where he's like, I'm done with gray and blue. It's black Kevlar. Like he goes, that's, that's where it becomes darker. Mm-hmm. This whole storyline is to lead into that kind of change of him uh, following, uh, um, the 88 or 89 Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's something I really like about it is like, they actually like in order to get to that, they actually took him out to make you see what it would be what he really does from a more human perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I have never thought of before until you reminded me that this, this stuff happens in the book. I'm much better at picking up themes and stuff now, which is why I really want to go back and read yeah. those. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're, it's starting to pick up because 
the reason I keep asking you if it's picking up <laughs> is because I'm going to go through and read it. Yep. And now that I have a much like more refined taste for comics, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to read a bad comic. <laughs> so I'm like, were these bad? And I just didn't remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think. Is that really? Surely it isn't. Probably is. Probably is. Yeah. I haven't been up to much. I... Altered Carbon Season 2 is out and I keep meaning to start it. I just haven't had a time to sit down and mm-hmm. watch the next episode. Um, I realized very suddenly and forcefully that Bojack Horseman season six has been out for like six months and I haven't even touched it yet. Oh, God. and um, I think I'm in a good enough place emotionally where I can afford to watch an episode <laughs> or two here or there. <laughs> That's amazing. This is the last season, so like, oh, I'm just, I'm... I need to start watching it now. Now that I'm actually like not constantly depressed mm-hmm. i think this is now a good, this is a good time to watch it yeah put myself right back there <laughs> yeah no careful. no no can't have this happiness <laughs> one to two episodes per day will just kind of put a mild damper on things but you'll be fine more than three in a single day will ruin your weekend i'm gonna take that challenge i'm gonna strongly recommend you don't <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes okay all right uh yeah i think that's uh, probably all the things i've been up to i've been up to a lot all right start listing i'm gonna plug in my laptop finished wonder woman all right great it uh i don't really remember it because i read two other things so now that i finished wonder woman i'm finally on to your stack (gasps) yay so i read batman arkham asylum Uh uh-huh holy shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one is something what a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm getting a little bit of a cough <clears throat> so one thing that i noticed while reading is i actually picked up on a lot of his symbolism immediately mm-hmm. like when he said something about a, per- a knife with a pearl hand i was like or pearl handle i was like pearl pearls hey, like hey. he wouldn't just choose pearl Right. When you're doing something Batman, like P- right. Pearl isn't an accidental thing. If you're doing Pearl, it's for a fucking reason. And it's stuff like that. And like the, um, the, there was just, it was just themes throughout, like all these recurring things, because the, the version that you have has the full script in the back. Right. And so I, was, I, I, I did it all in one night. Like I was reading the whole, I read the whole thing mm-hmm. and then I actually read the full script in the back along with all of his notes yeah. down there fascinating um, stuff in there it's I really really liked that the script inclusion yeah like and it was written like a movie script which yeah. is really cool um and it was like it was like stuff where he would say yeah i like doing i want to do this kind of imagery or this recurring imagery you'll notice like this kind of thing happens like, oh, yeah i did notice that like mm-hmm. i actually consciously made note of that yeah um so i was really proud of myself on that but it's uh, i think i don't like the art okay it the the I, okay uh i like the art i don't like the layout the layout made it kind of hard to follow mm-hmm. particularly in the book because like especially i don't try not to do this with books in general but especially someone else's book like trying to see in the um mm-hmm. the little nook of the book peer down its butt crack yeah you gotta peer down its butt crack and like some pages i wasn't sure if it was a two-page spread or a one-page spread so mm-hmm. I was like, I read it both ways. I'd like read across all the way thing. And then I'd read the first page and then the second page. Yeah. Cause I wasn't sure. And it, 
never really made sense if it never it made about as much sense either way. And I was just like, maybe this is on purpose. Feels like the sort of thing Alan Moore would have been able to pull off, and you'd been able to tell. Yeah, would have been able to. You could read it both ways and get yeah. something different out of it. But I don't know. It no was it was definitely something that kind of pulled me out a little bit of the story. Yeah. Um, and then I read Superman for All Seasons. Mm-hmm. You mentioned which, that you had started that. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, I did. I had I did mention that. Mm-hmm. So I guess mentioning I finished Wonder Woman was out of date. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Jeff Loeb. He needs to do more. Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. So, uh, I mean, you've talked about it before, um, but essentially, like, Superman for All Seasons takes the four seasons and compares it to different stages in Clark Kent's development as Superman. Mm -hmm. Uh, It starts with him just being this high school kid. And every season, it puts the same pose in bed like it does this it does this really cool thing where he's just like kind of laying in bed doing something uh not sexual don't take that out of context uh where he's just like he's just like laying in bed thinking or listening or something and it's always the same pose Mm -hmm. and you can see like his kind of maturity as of an you can see his maturity through those different those four different uh renditions of it because Mm -hmm. you can see how like how dirty his room was when he was in high school how kind of messy-ish his room was when he was, like, young adult kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he was, like, full Superman, fully involved in uh, Daily Planet, like, it's it's just a clean clean bedroom. Got it together. Um, and Sorry, I wasn't listening to most of that. When you said Four Seasons, Vivaldi started playing in my head, and I was oh. kind of just bobbing my head and saying, mm-hmm, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the in-bed pose where he was, like, he had, like, a foot up, and he was, like, kind of... I can't describe it. I'll, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. And, like, that recurring thing and seeing how... How it unmessifies and... Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, no, it's great. Just kind of the... It it does tiny little one-off things well, where it doesn't feel like there needs to be more and it doesn't feel like it's a dry story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting, like, format for a graphic novel yeah. of... It's what bat what Superman's doing isn't really important. Yeah, it's a very low key story. It's his life. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I really liked it. Yeah. Um. The uh, and then I started reading Hellboy. Oh yeah, I have finished the first chunk. I guess there's yeah, it's kind of like a collected stories. Yeah. So I have story the fir- I read the first four chapters. Okay. Um so different from any of the movies oh yeah uh i it i'm not can't put it down yet i'm Mm -hmm. able to put it down i don't know i don't think i have enough of the experience to really like say if i like it or not yet so that means you don't like it you just would feel unjustified to say so so far no actually it's the opposite i say i think i like it okay but i haven't read enough to claim that i like it yeah because being because saying i like it would imply that i have like a lot of reasons i like it right but i just kind of like it yeah well i mean (laughs) to be honest for most of the main stuff i was like i'm enjoying this it's not like 
it's not Alan Moore. It's not Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. It's interesting. It's constantly keeping my attention, but it's not blowing me away. Yeah. And then the very last volume I really liked. Okay. The Hellboy in Hell. And that one's just, it's so different. Yeah. It's, it's, I've talked about this before. It's the exact opposite of what you expect mm -hmm. and it somehow works. Yeah. It's very interesting. It definitely does. Like I, knowing what the story is about, I, I see, I'm seeing the little threads. Yeah. Start to be planted already. Like him saying like, oh, I, the reason I brought you here, like the wizard saying, oh, the reason I brought you here and like, mm -hmm. you're kind of what you're here for. Mm-hmm. And that's all you really get. And you're like, oh, well, there's something there. Right. I know what it is because I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also really getting back into the uh, Batman Arkham games. Okay. Uh, I've, I played Arkham Asylum really early on. I think actually like really soon after it came out um, on Xbox. And that was like kind of fun. I actually didn't like it, like it when I played it because mm -hmm. it was... It was open world, but I didn't understand that element of open world where it was like, it, I, it was, it was before I understood that you could go back to the places you'd been. Uh, um, because like there was stuff that like you couldn't do, like you can't collect things because you don't have the gadgets yet. Right. And you have to go back once you have them. I didn't understand that. Um, but I played that game a couple times. Uh, I need to go back and actually play it fully, but uh, I sat down and I started playing Arkham City, which is the second one, uh, and my goal is to 100% it. This game is the most 100%able game. Like, it... So, the side quests are super easy, and it also... Ark oh, wow, Preston, I'm finishing my... Not finishing my thoughts. Okay. Preston. So, collectibles. Sometimes games, like open world games with collectibles, can be a big fucking problem. Yeah. Where they have collectibles. Assassin's Creed 1 had this problem where they had the collectibles. Uh, and Assassin's Creed 2 did too. But they you had no way of marking it on your map. Mm -hmm. So you had to just look around mm -hmm. miserably. And it was really unfun. Like I just When I 100%ed uh, Assassin's Creed 2, I had to collect all the feathers. Mm -hmm. And there's 100 feathers around the map, around the, around the whole game. And it's just... I thank God for the internet because mm -hmm. I was 100% using the internet. Um, and it was really annoying because like when you're playing the game, I went back and got them after I finished the game. Mm -hmm. But during the game, there was a couple that I accidentally got. So like, I'm like looking around for this one. I'm like, fucking can't find it. And then I'd look up a picture of where it was, find out where it was. I'm like, Oh, I must've gotten it. I wasted like 10 minutes doing it. Mm -hmm. um, the Arkham games, you so the Riddler is every all the um the collectibles are the Riddler's trophies okay. and riddles like so basically he'll have like a riddle and he'll take a picture mm -hmm. and it'll be like um uh, um so you're in Arkham City Arkham City is like like the uh, Arkham Asylum is an island off of Gotham in the games okay um and Arkham City is basically they took a chunk of Gotham walled it off and sent all the prisoners into Gotham into Arkham city. Okay. Um, and that's like on the edge of Gotham that's next to Arkham asylum. Mm -hmm. And there's a riddle. It's like, uh, uh, take a look at where it all began and you just have to go and you have to take a picture of Arkham asylum and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's a few of those, uh, and there's trophies everywhere. And then there's like destroyables. Like you can destroy like little penguin has a little like penguin dolls around mm -hmm. that you just throw a battering at and you destroy it. But, 
the 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 trophies are all in places where you have to use your gadgets in kind of creative ways mm-hmm. to get to the trophies and those are actually all really rewarding to get them and so and the, they're not marked in the map until you find an uh there's thugs everywhere that you just beat the fuck out of all the time mm-hmm. they're just the goons uh if you use your detective vision you can actually see some that are highlighted in green and those are riddler informants okay. and if you beat everyone up around like you knock everyone else out and you keep that uh, informant up you can interrogate him and he'll tell you where a few of the things around are. Okay. Uh, so I just, I would just like fly around looking for green, go down, interrogate the guy, and then just like go get those things and then keep doing that. And mm-hmm. it's kind of actually kind of fun. Like okay. it's, it's very rare that I actually have fun doing collectibles. Cause mm-hmm. like the collectibles, it's not just you, a lot of collectibles in games, you just land and you pick it up. Yeah. With this one, like there's a pressure plate that you have to hit and there's like a series of pressure plates that, you have to hit each one of them without touching any other part of the map. Uh-huh. So what you'll do is you'll use like your line line, your zip line thing. So you land, you'll zip line over to the next one and then you'll have to zip line over and then like do the thing. And then, or like there's things where you hit the button and three buttons that you have to hit with batarangs light up. Unfortunately, a gate goes up, so you can't hit them with your batarang. But what you could do is you could put like your explosive powder on them mm-hmm. and then or your explosive gel on them go hit the button so the gate comes up and they all activate and then you explode all the things and it activates all the buttons. Oh. It's like really interesting. Like it's rewarding. It's actually like, like problem solving. Yeah, stuff. it is. Yeah. It's problem solving. And it's, I, I love it a lot. Yeah. That's fun. And, uh, Arkham city was 100% setting up for Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is the fourth game. Arkham origins was, or is the third game. Mm-hmm. Arkham origins was not made by Rocksteady. It was made by just Warner entertainment. Oh. It's a separate thing. It's the same engine, everything, but it's just a different, thing mm-hmm. um because so for in arkham city there are 12 side quests all having to do with a different supervillain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a mr freeze one there's a um the there's a uh, mad hatter one it's like stuff like that mm-hmm. um and a lot of them are like three or four little things and you're done mm-hmm. uh they're definitely setting up for arkham knight because there's just these people that you find you're gonna you haven't read it. Never mind. Uh, you find these people dead and they have like bandages wrapped all around their face. And like everyone's saying like, Oh, it was Bruce Wayne that did this. And you're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, uh, I'm sure he would say if you told him that. <laughs> I love that whole idea of like Batman accidentally outing himself by saying I. Um, but you're like, you find all these murders and you track it down and it's hush. Okay. But when you track him down, it's like uh, he locks you in a room and he's like, ah, I'm feeling generous today. I'll let you live. And then he like walks out the door and that's the end of it. Like, it's just, hmm. you found him and he's, and then like, there's Azrael and you just, there's four places throughout the map that he just like appears. It was actually terrifying the first time I saw it. Cause he's not, there's nothing to indicate where he is, mm-hmm. but there's four places. And like, if you're like, you, you see it in the corner of your eye, you'll just see like a smoke thing appear and there's a person there. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's the only indicator. And it's like way across the map, mm-hmm. but it was so weird. Cause like there was a Ferris wheel. There's a Ferris wheel. It's like the eye of London size Ferris mm-hmm. wheel. And I was just chilling out. I was trying to find a, well, I was trying to get to one of the Riddler trophies. And I like, I like looked up and I saw this figure standing at the top and I'm like, that looks like a person. So I threw my remote battering mm-hmm. and like, it's a, a remote battering where you can throw it and then you can kind of guide it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I threw it at him. I threw it at the thing and like I follow it. Cause it, since it follows it, you can see mm-hmm. up there. So I'll use that to kind of scout out sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, and I threw it 
and he fucking caught it. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Because <laughs> I didn't know that that was a side quest. Like, yeah. they don't show up until, like, you activate the first one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the fuck is that? So I threw another one, and, like, I kept throwing him at him so he would catch him so I could try to see who he was. And I was like, that's so weird. He looks like Azrael. And then, like, I went up, and, like, and then he was like, uh, you found me, blah, 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 like, uh where we've been watching you and it's like the order of the Saint Dumas mm-hmm. like watching you, but like you find all four and then you go to like the, the last or find all three places and you go to the last place he is. And he's like, there is a, uh, like something is coming. Your role to play is coming. And then that's the end of the side quest. Mm-hmm. It's just all these like tiny little things that are setting up for like shit that goes nuts in Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to play Arkham Knight, but I have to finish game plus like, to, yeah. to 100% the game, you have to play the game, and then you have to play the game, like, where you play Story Mode Plus, mm-hmm. where it's, you have all the gadgets, but with that, all the goons, all the thugs have their upgraded weapons, so, mm-hmm. like, you, you stun guns or stun batons don't appear until, like, the last 10% of the game, mm-hmm. but they're at the beginning, and, like, guns and stuff like that, uh, things that you can take out once you actually have all your gadgets, and all your gadgets are there, you're fully upgraded, but they also, like you counter fighting. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm raving about this game. It's so fucking much fun. I think you, I think you should play it because I think you might actually enjoy it. Possibly. Um, when they're about to attack you, you can counter them. But when they're attacking you, a little like alert shows up over their head so you know to counter. Mm-hmm. That goes away. So you know, I actually uh... have something to watch. And you know, and especially if you've played the game and you're actually paying attention, you know that like if anyone starts moving towards you, like beeline towards you, you can counter because that that's their first movement of an attack is right. like coming towards you. Otherwise they just kind of like wander around you. I play thug in attack position. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking you, <Yu-Yo. laughs> you. Uh, it's kind of scary though. Cause knives, you can't counter knives, uh-huh. but, and you have to like look really closely to see if they have a knife in their hand. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> you can see the stun batons cause they've got the little zappy on it, but you don't know if they've got the knife, but yep. no, it's a lot of fun. It's genuinely, I think, it's the most fun I've had with a game in a long time mm-hmm. because I love Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but like, it's not like I have just a, a big old blast of a time. Like I just enjoy the game and like the world and like yeah. building it and stuff like that. Uh, but this one is just, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I'm, I'm at the peak of understanding how to play the games mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. And also just Batman and knowing the names, like yeah. I've played, I've played this before early, like way back when it came out. Mm hmm. I didn't know the fuck Azrael was. Yeah. Or like, I didn't know like how open world games worked. And it's, it's like all this stuff now that like, I'm aware of, I keep punching them. Like, uh, and it, it's just a lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. All right. News. Do we have any news? Uh, probably. I... Well, coronavirus is killing things. You know what coronavirus did today? What did it do? It pushed James Bond back seven months. James Bond. It was supposed to come out in April. James Bond is now being released in November. Oh. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. Yeah, no, they pushed back the, the release date till November. Well, crap. Yeah. That's a... Uh... 100% a business move and not like a humanitarian move. Because people yeah, are... Yeah, no, yeah. They're like freaking out that people aren't going to go see the movie because they don't want to leave their houses. Right. So but I mean, to... yeah, it, it doubles us both. Nah. It's 100% a business move. <laughs> <laughs> they can cloud it as a uh, as a humanitarian move, but it's definitely a business move. Well, yeah, it's a business move, but the fact that it accidentally does the right thing is... I mean, fine. 
I guess. That's the moral ambiguity right there. <laughs> so I know uh, that happened. Uh, I mean, elections are happening, but it's politics. So we don't, don't care about yeah, that. I don't, um, don't want to talk about that. Um, well, I care about it. I just don't want to talk about it. Um, nothing really. Um, it's yeah. She Hulk is like I think starting filming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really didn't see anything that was important. I'm scrolling through. I'm not. We're seeing. at 36 minutes. I'm glad we don't have much news because we got to get into the episode. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Good lord. Uh oh. Whoa. We have first look at the Batmobile. Oh. <laughs> do we now? We do. I think I might have scrolled right past that accidentally. It looks... Oh, yeah. There it is. All right. It's fine. It's just like a pretty cool car. Yeah. All right. He definitely has the cape. Yeah. I like I like this so far. It's I... a, yeah, that's a good noir detective car. Yeah. Not a, not a tumbler. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I mean, I like everything that I'm seeing so far. Yeah. Like, his bat suit looks good. I think he has the best bat suit so far. Like, I like the idea that his cowl is definitely like an actual like mm-hmm. leather cowl. Mm-hmm. People say it like looks weird, but like if you think about it, that's what it actually is. Like in yeah. in the in comics, it's an actual like hood that he pulls up. That's not what it is in like anything else. It's like this shit that he like like machinery right. kind of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm. I don't know if I'm more on board now, but I'm certainly not less on board. I'm excited for this movie. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 nothing else that's worth talking about. Yeah, it's been just slow few weeks. This yep. is great for podcast. Let's just let's stop looking at our news. Forward. All right. I'm going to stop scrolling through Matt Preston. Comic book movie or superhero movies are a thing, right? So I've heard. That's the episode. <laughs> Thanks uh, everyone for listening. So we we've come across a few things where uh, where we're like watching a superhero movie or something. We're like watching them, or like we're watching any other movie, and we're like, "Hey, that's Iron Man. Yeah. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Look, look, look at that Iron Man working with the Hulk and Mysterio, trying to track down a mysterious uh, mysterious." Uh, pisces mm-hmm. um that was a very <laughs> specific joke <laughs> that was not both not funny and also made very little sense i understood it and so i got kind of a chuckle that sort of chuckle you get when you're in on the joke but yeah like, it's my brain telling me that i'm happy about it it's not me happy about it <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stars in superhero movies and marvel 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 particularly has actually done a really good job of both bringing in big name actors mm-hmm. and also like giving actors of their their big break yeah into into like mainstream stuff um and so this idea of kind of talking about this actually came from my coworker and friend Dwayne mm-hmm. uh where we talk about super uh, actors who have played superheroes and then there's just ambiguity on what to talk about from then. So, what we're going to do... Uh, <laughs> Actors who have played superheroes that are also in other movies that are not superhero movies. A complete list. A com- yes, we're just going to read <laughs> every single person who's ever been a superhero. Halle Berry. 
I guess she's more of an anti-hero she's been than in... that. Huh? I guess she's more of an anti-hero. Oh, she's what, an X-Men? X-Men too. Yeah. I was, okay. You fucking said it too quick. I was about to jump on the X-Men joke. <laughs> but no, we're not going to do that. Uh, basically, what we're going to do for this, uh, before we started recording, I decided that we needed to actually have a bit for this instead of mm-hmm. just us listing things. Uh, Matt's going to name an actor. Actually, let's do this. Since I know some actors way more than I know others. You choose how you name an actor, and then you choose how many movies I need a list of that actor. Okay, because I can list way more of like of Robert Downey Jr.'s movies than I can list of Brie Larson. Right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, let's start right there with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, you must list five movies. Caveat: none of the movies can be from the same franchise. Cool. Zodiac, uh, Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to do that one, but I realized that, that one That one sure did little at the box office. Ooh, it did. Yikes, got him. Um, is it The Soloist? Yeah. And uh, Ch- uh, Chaplin. Yeah, okay. Very good. I have seen of those... Um, saw Zodiac. Zodiac? Saw Sherlock Holmes. I've seen all of those movies. I bet you have. No, I haven't seen Do- Dr. Doolittle. I refuse to see... <laughs> so let's talk about that, actually. Okay. Um, so... Actually, this is a great one to start with because I actually know a lot about his backstory and like kind of the struggles mm-hmm. that he went through because I wrote a fucking paper on him. Yeah. Um. So I wrote a paper back in like, was it a uh, um, tragic hero and like a redemption story? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had to, we had to come up with like a, a to write a paper on that stuff. And so I did him. And what a what a story. Yeah. Uh, there's no one else that you can say was in like he was in Ally McBeal mm-hmm. and like that was kind of his like kind of first little breakout but then he had a lot of fucking problems with alcohol this is for people who don't know uh so he was a kid actor uh he was in he was he played um he played it in his dad's his dad was a director mm-hmm. Robert Downey Sr was a director and he directed a movie called Pound and that was Robert Downey Jr's first movie he ever did when he was like like yep. 2 uh and, it's in 1970 and Robert Downey Jr. has got to scroll all the way up. Was born in 1965, so he oh, was four five. or five. Four or five, and he was like the dog in it or something. Puppy. There's a puppy in it. Um, see, this is weird. How much I remember from that paper. <laughs> uh, so he did that, and he started really young. But his dad was actually like really kind of harsh on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that kind of the classic story of uh, like demanding parents in the industry, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Honey Boy. Uh, watched Honey Boy recently, oh. which I don't think I ever talked about. No, I don't, I don't think watch you did. Do. Watch Honey Boy, which is uh, Shia LaBeouf's kind of recounting of his childhood and that kind of whole struggle of like mm-hmm. his parents forcing him into this industry. Um, also forcing on him the taste for human flesh. No, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, but uh, so he was kind of, he grew up and he, he really started getting, uh, getting known through Ally McBeal where he played can't remember the name um i'd say he was known before that he was in weird science he's in chaplin and back in 92 oh chaplin before ally mcbeal way before yeah oh shit okay i didn't know that one um okay so he was doing he did chaplin chaplin did really well he was Uh, yeah like scrolling through his imdb he was known he was in a lot of stuff yeah which suggests to me he's like the, I don't know, kind of Michael Stuhlbarg tier, where he's in a bunch of stuff and people are like, yeah, he's good, but maybe they couldn't name him. Yeah. And then, so he got like a lot of drunk, a lot of drunk. I'm just going to leave it there. Just got a lot of drunk. Um, 
there's one story where he ended up get in his neighbor's bed, passed out drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he ended up going to rehab. He went to rehab, got out of rehab, relapsed, went back to rehab, came out. And then when he came out, that's when he landed Zodiac. I'd say Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the first one. Then he, 2005. That was his kind of first, like, them allowing him back in the industry. Yeah. There was kind of like, there was a little bit of good nature with that one. And then mm-hmm. Zodiac happened. And that was kind of when everyone, especially got, since he got to kind of play with his history because there was like mm-hmm. he was like drinking a lot in that movie yeah. if i remember yeah um there's a lot of emotional stuff with that despite that not being really a his character central emotional role right um i gotta rewatch zodiac at some point it if i remember correctly it's a really good movie yeah well it's it's uh david fincher and he's yeah good at his job and um, it's got several people in it who are also good at their jobs yep so we did that and then he landed iron man yep Boy, did he. And Iron, he landed Iron Man, and then Iron Man landed. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what I would say was his breakout role. That's where he became a household name. Yeah. Because um, even even at that point, Mark Ruffalo was unknown. So, like, Zodiac wasn't, like, a name. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was known at that point. So, yeah. people kind of knew him, but... Uh, Mark Ruffalo was also even Mark Ruffalo was kind of along the same lines until uh, Avengers that he was kind of a person that people saw in things but didn't know his name. Yeah, scrolling back again, his like he's got he's got stuff stuff that I've heard of a little bit. Yeah, but, um, Zodiac is Zodiac, and then like Spotlight, um, Shutter Island back in 2010. Oh, he was in Shutter Islands, right? Yeah, but that one and that's and that, even then he's like a secondary role. Yeah, exactly. And you're being like massively outshined by Leo, so no yeah. one knew his name at that point. But yeah. back to Downey Jr. Yes. So he lands Iron Man, and then it like <laughs> Iron Man itself does not determine the the massive redemption story. Right. What follows Iron Man, what he establishes the Godfather as of MCU, mm-hmm. is what really shined that redemption. That like that healing back to when he married debbie in like the middle of this like i think Mm -hmm. he he married debbie like after iron man happened kind of just everything like clicked back in his life yep um and then just like after iron man he landed the first uh sherlock holmes and then iron man 2 and uh am i I right in that order uh let's see sherlock holmes was nine uh 2009 wasn't it uh whoops that's uh mark ruffalo uh iron man was 2008 uh, Tropic Thunder was also 2008. Oh, was in there. I'm a dude dressed as a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes, 2009. Iron Man 2, 2010. Yes! I am so good at this. Mostly because I wrote a paper on him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he did. The, yeah. No, and then that's that's where it really just exploded. Like for him, it was. I think the difference between him and what we're going to talk about the rest of this is that for him, it was kind of a slow explosion. Yeah. Like it, cause he was the first one. Mm-hmm. Cause after, after him, Hulk was kind of okay. After him and then Captain America, then anyone that was in an, in a Marvel movie immediately got name recognition. Yeah. Like it was that point. But before that, so with Iron Man and Captain America and uh, like, I mean, Edward Norton, People knew Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah. He's, they he's knew been his name. name for a while. Um, that was kind of like, oh, 
that's Robert Downey Jr. And it was just an Iron Man thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was Chris Evans and a, and a Captain America thing. And then it became an MCU and just your name right. kind of thing. Like that, it became much bigger after that. But I mean, since then, he's just been doing Iron Man. Yeah. Like been doing MCU. Like just the fact that he's the godfather of it yeah. is just around in everything. He makes appearances in like a lot of the movies, like the, the, all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um, he did Dr. Doolittle, but fuck, what else did he do? Uh, between 2012, which was the Avengers, and 2020, the only movies he's been in that are not MCU are Chef, which was a John Favreau Oh, John movie, Favreau, yeah. And The Judge. The Judge? Yeah, it was a drama head. Robert Duvall played his father, and I didn't see it. It huh. kind of looked like they were trying to cram an Iron Man version of a character that didn't need to be an Iron Man version of a character into a drama that needed more seriousness than they gotcha. had in the script. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No, he's pretty much been doing that. Uh, since then, he's done Doolittle, and he's doing uh, Sherlock Holmes 3. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. else in pre-production? Uh, an untitled John Brinkley biopic. Interesting. Um, a movie called All Star Weekend, which I haven't heard of. Interesting. Uh, it's directed by Jamie Foxx. Stars Robert Downey Jr., Gerard Butler, and Benicio del Toro. Interesting. And Jamie Foxx, Neva Longoria. Wow. Interesting. Two buddies form a rivalry over their favorite American basketball player. I'm Weird. putting this on my watch list. I don't. I don't <laughs> know what it is, but I'm intrigued. But it's got a lot of it's got a lot of the ticks so far. Yeah. Uh, he's also rumored to be in Black Widow. According to right yeah we'll see if that happens yeah i would not be at all surprised if we got a cameo even if it's just kind of archive footage yeah all right Robert so that's Dunn him jr. Yeah. jr one thing i'd like to say about him is that he always kind of feels like he's playing just himself yeah all of his characters feel authentic s- authentic they feel also very similar yeah um that's why i didn't see the judge because it felt like I was watching Robert Downey Jr. in a movie where they needed someone else. Yep. Yep. Who's next? Well, let's do another big one. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, I'll make you do four for him. Four. Uh, Fantastic Four, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Very good. Uh, oh, what? I can never remember the name of that movie. It, because uh, I'm not going for the obvious ones. Like, right. I, Fuck, I'll, I'll do the obvious ones. Uh, Knives Out, Snowpiercer. Yeah, uh, I can keep going with them. But there's that one, and I can't fucking place it, where it's just, it's playing. He's, I guess he's like an assassin or something, and he's got earbuds in, and he's listening to uh, Don't Stop Believing, mm-hmm. And he's like, he uh, he's basically sneaking his way. He's not sneaking, like he's being all like uh lying and like saying oh mm-hmm. yeah like i'm going up to the up to this thing to fix someone's computer and then he goes in and he changes into something and he's like changing in the elevator and then it stops halfway and there's a whole bunch of women standing outside the elevator and opens <laughs> and they're like oh he's like ladies and then he goes back up and then he goes and does the thing breaks into the thing uh, uh steals the stuff from a computer and then he goes out and he's back in the elevator lobby and a whole bunch of guys are like hey hands up blah, blah, blah. we're gonna stop you and he's like are you though? And he like, I guess he recognizes there's a sniper like on a building across the street. Mm. And so he just like, he takes his fans like finger guns and then like finger gun shoots people, but the sniper shooting him. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a really charming scene, but I don't know what movie it's from. That must be the losers. 
Yes, that's the losers. That's that's the movie. I haven't seen it. I really want to. <laughs> um, I'll also throw out Sunshine. Right. Yeah, he was in that. He is in that. Yeah. Did you see that? I have not seen it, okay. but I knew that I knew that he was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So early he's, on, he's interesting. He kind of played the bad boy. He did. Like, uh, I mean, Fantastic Four was really his breakout. Uh, that was the first like big movie he had a big role mm-hmm. in. And yeah, he's just kind of a cocky alpha douche. Yeah, and um, that's something that like uh, I kind of knew. And even with Snowpiercer, he's not like a he's not an alpha douche per se, but he's also not like a he's not Captain America. Yeah, he's like this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fix this, mm-hmm. and he's like. He does what he does in yeah. Snowpiercer. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer, go fucking watch Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah, Snowpiercer's after he develops range. Because I'm like, I'm looking through here. Fantastic Four, yeah. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunshine, kind of a more grounded version of same, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, the Losers, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, so oh, much. God, such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> great performance. Great like version of that. But. Yeah. Still, very much that. And then Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, just a massive change. And I I was not that into the movie scene when that happened. I imagine there was some pushback at his casting. Just people like, are we sure? You know what's interesting is that happened. So that was, that was 2010. Yeah, the movie was 2011, so. It was 2011. With... Dark Knight in 2008. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's three years apart. I'm wondering, especially after Dark Knight, there's been an element of the whole, the whole world's kind of relaxed on weird casting. We're like, yeah, because like, <laughs> huh? What'd you say? I didn't hear what you said. I was like, yeah, they can probably do it. Yeah. Like with people don't think about this. People who aren't in like romances or anything. Don't really think about the fact that, Heath Ledger was just the pretty boy romance actor to be cast as Joker. Everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) And then he was. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like after that, people were like, Oh, actors have range. Yeah. Fascinating. So I think I, I obviously wasn't either. Like I didn't, I wasn't paying Mm -hmm. attention, but I'm wondering if like, that was kind of the, the idea was like when that happened, people were like, because especially for Captain America, people who know who Captain America were also knew probably saw Dark Knight. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a ninety five percent confident say people who saw that casting, like anyone who saw that Chris Evans was cast as uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. have seen Dark Knight. Right. Because first of all, knowing what Captain America is like, and also knowing when someone gets cast mm-hmm. people don't know when things get cast right. sometimes we have friends tell us like hey do you know this movie is coming out it's like dude we've known this movie is coming out for two years yeah we've we've been watching the casting since it's the been on my watch list since <laughs> they put it on imdb yeah like <laughs> matt reeve doing a batman people are like you know there's a new batman coming he's like no way <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've known that since like 2014 we've been watching the whole the bat ben affleck one. yeah we've been watching the whole bat <laughs> flick oh, um but no, like I think when that happened, people were like, people had seen had seen Dark Knight, so they went, okay, we'll see. Yeah, this was I think this was probably the one-two punch that convinced people, okay, actors can act. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And then he he transforms from that. He starts doing Snowpiercer is a much more serious role. Um, stuff like uh, uh, Gifted, which I didn't see, was, was oh, that's right. pretty yeah. good. Where he's a, it's just a different character. That was one of our highlights for the uh, second annual Christmas episode. Yeah, I think we talked about that with his range in that one. We were like, uh, that would have been first annual. That's twenty seventeen. Oh, that was. Yep. Oh, okay. We're like, that. yeah, he's probably a good actor in that. Did you say first annual. Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> also, I really got to applaud Matt briefly. His ability to just like just vamp while I suddenly get up and go check the audio. Mm-hmm. Like we were in the middle of a conversation right there mm-hmm. and he 100% expected me to have a response, but instead I got up to go check the audio and he just kept going. It's really easy when I can just <laughs> scroll through IMDB and say whatever comes into my head. <laughs> like I feel like for the most part, people don't realize how often I get up and go check because you're good enough at just continuing to talk. You spend more time up than <laughs> down. <laughs> I just pick the mic up with me. No, that'd be, that'd be, oh, no, nah, that'd make too much noise. That'd be complicated. But yeah, no, it's, uh, having him land, uh, Cap- land in Captain America, put him on this track of being kind of like the good guy for a few years. Yeah. Like from that until basically, end of winter soldier end of civil war mm-hmm. probably more like end game because gifted he was still like a good guy yeah stuff like that and that was i mean gifted is his only non-mcu movie between 2015 and 2019 with the exception of the red sea diving resort which came out mm. oh and i guess knives out and that's what i was gonna say knives out was kind of return to form yeah like and it, it's obvious in that movie where oh, he was yeah. just like ah oh, this is my rant. This is my zone. I'm just going to yeah. be an asshole. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Definitely eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Vanity Fair uh, scene breakdown? On yes. That? Oh, that was fun. And he had fun. to eat. That's so, uh, this is actually really fascinating. Uh, so again, for people who don't know, Vanity Fair will do this thing where they'll have a director come in and then they'll like break down a specific scene of their movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika, Taika and what's his name? The fuck's his name? Super tall guy from jojo oh uh 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 stephen merchant yes the two of them did a scene from uh jojo uh they do a whole bunch of stuff and so ryan johnson came in and did uh the uh i think the eat shit scene yeah um and something i learned that's really fascinating is so in movies apple lets you use iphones in the movie Mm -hmm. unfortunately they also don't they don't let villains like the bad guy have an apple Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting when you can see if there's like a modern movie like this where it's just like a whole bunch of people in like modern civilization stuff like that Mm -hmm. if everyone has an iphone but one person doesn't have an iphone you know they're gonna be the villain at the end if you don't know that they're a villain already yeah that's really fascinating and i love that little bit of knowledge yeah that's a, it's apparently a bit of an industry secret. Yeah. That Ryan Johnson just like fucking spilled on the internet. <laughs> I really like Ryan Johnson. I love him. He's, he, he, yeah. He's a, fr- he's a, he's a fresh breath of fresh air of directors. He really is. And so is Taika. Yeah. I'm so glad we have good directors right now. We're, yeah. We have some it's good. A, it's a good time to be alive. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, no, his, uh, he was having so much fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of having fun, do you know what the only movie he is in that's on the pre-production list on IMDb is? For him? Can I get a hint? 
a musical. It's a remake of a musical. Remake of a musical. It's a musical that I'm familiar with. I'm sure you've heard of it. Sure, heard Not of 100% it. sure you've seen it. Okay, because I know a lot of musicals and I can start listing musicals <laughs> if they want to sit here. <laughs> uh, it's one of the only sci-fi musicals I can think of. Jekyll Hyde? No. <laughs> That's kind of sci-fi-y. Uh, is, is it, was it, did it start as a musical or did it start as a book or anything? I believe it started as a musical. Oh. Wicked? No. What is it? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh! I didn't know that was a musical. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he's he's gonna play the dentist. Probably he's rumored to play the dentist, in huh. it, which is that's gonna be really fun. Is that like the? Is he like the insane one? Yeah. Okay. I know nothing about that musical. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I'm just assuming that him having fun makes him in the insane one. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's kind of a minor role. It's played by uh, Steve Martin. You know what I'd original? love to see him as what. Eponine and Les Mis. Probably. No, you know who should play that? Henry Cavill. Right. Give me another one. Henry Cavill. I knew that was fun coming. I, I made the face. I was like, you should have given me that one. But then, like, I kind of didn't want you to. Uh, how many? Uh, give me give me four. And the four? Witcher, Witcher doesn't count. Four. Fuck. Okay. okay well, I Mission Impossible. I actually haven't heard of four of his movies going through. He has a short IMDb. He has twenty five. Yeah, he's kind of new acting credits. Because um, I know, I know Fallout. I know uh, Man from Uncle. And holy shit! You can count The Witcher, and we'll call it okay. three. Because um, he's really not in much. I feel like I've seen him play Santa. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've seen him in a Santa outfit at some point. Oh, what? He's in Count of Monte Cristo. He's the son. No fucking way. Yeah, dude. This is weird. This is the third time Count of Monte Cristo has been brought up today around me in conversation. Huh? What the fuck? That's so weird. Like completely separate ordeals. That's weird. That's that, very strange. <laughs> but he was really... How old is he in that one? Uh, let's see. Because it's an old movie. I mean, 2002. Old. 18 years. <laughs> 18 years old. So he was uh, 19. Wow. I need to see that again. I have that book in my car. Yeah? That's that's like... Everyone's like, hey, make sure you have like water and something to eat. Like emergency like batteries and stuff in your car. And I'm like, I'm going to have an emergency book. Yep. <laughs> if I ever get stuck and I'll die, I'll either die of freezing or die of boredom. Yep. Well, that's a great one. It's, that's a, a good one. It's page turner, but it's like 1200 pages. So you got a yep. lot of pages for you yep. for you to turn there. Yeah. Let's talk. There's not much to talk about him. Yeah. No, he's, um, he's a small, he's a small buddy. He, uh, I mean, he, he's definitely diverse. If anything, yeah. um, his, his, He's the Idris El. He's the white Idris Elba. Like he's he, going to be. He's going. He's got a commanding kind of like charming mm-hmm. personality, and he's able to do it really well in a in a bunch of different ways. The charming he has in uh, in Fallout is vastly different from the charming he has in Man of Steel. Yeah, like he's still charming in Man of Steel, but it's a different kind of charming. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think we've seen him be anything besides kind of a charming guy in a suit. Because I feel like that's... What's the sun do in Count of Monte Cristo? Crystal. Cristo. Um, he is charming and in a suit. All right. So, yeah, he's got his type so far. Yeah. He's just in a different suit for Man of Steel. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, not much to do. Not much to talk about there. He's going to be in Enola Holmes, expected to come out this year. Oh, yeah. I knew about that. Upon the disappearance of the mother, the child sister of Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes runs away to become a fugitive private detective herself. Starring Millie Bobby Brown as yep. the titular Enola Holmes mm-hmm. and Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. Yep. Dude. We need some weird, like, fucky Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Superman, Sherlock <laughs> trio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm on board. Yeah, no, he's, um, I'm interested to see what he does with his career because he's done a lot of interesting stuff so far. Um, you think he's going to be a charming, uh, Sherlock Holmes or do you think he's going to be like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. He's... I think he's going to be a distant Sherlock Holmes. That's a weird casting for Sherlock Holmes, honestly. British can look smart. Yep. That's it. Those are the qualifications. Handsome. Doesn't have to be handsome. Sherlock Holmes is not a notably handsome character. That's fair. The whole point is that he's smart. smart. And also yeah, we all know smart him. people can't be handsome. That's why we're dumb as fuck. Yeah. And also ugly. It's really sad. But worst of you both can't worlds. be both, but you can definitely be neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, he was also in Stardust, which I haven't seen. I read the book. I've never heard of it. It's I know a, we're made of stardust or something. It's got, um, what's his face in it? Not Matt Murdock, but the guy who plays Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. That's the one. <laughs> ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm not going to do Charlie Cox because stardust is the only thing I know he's been in. I know nothing else. I didn't even. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you know, let's get some female representation. Yeah. Here. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Her. Oh, how many do I need? Uh, ooh, give me. Give me five. Five. Uh, her marriage story, of course. Yep. Um, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. This is all recent stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, what she'd been in earlier. Um, holy crap. Hmm. I'm drawing blanks. I got three. Okay. Uh, can I get a hint for one that you know I've seen? Da, da, da. Um, what else oh. has she been in? Let's see. She's okay. You, you haven't seen that one, but um, she learns how to use a hundred percent of her brain. Limitless? No, the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Lucy. Uh, never seen that's, it. Okay. Neither have I. But oh, I'm that's the one exists. where she's just Black Widow but blonde. Yeah, but also can use 100% of her brain and has super. Pretty sure Black Widow can use 100% of her brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else has she been in? Uh, she's been in a Disney remake. A Disney remake? Yeah. Is that a voice? Yeah. Oh. Uh, was it Lion King? Nope. Uh, was it. Um, Beauty and the Beast? 
Nope. Oh, there's an obvious one. Well, how how long ago? Uh, the the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Give me a hit. Give me one other person that's been in it. One other person that's in it. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Is it a Christopher Nolan one? Yep. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> this is this is fun. I'm I'm enjoying this. What the fuck? <laughs> She's not in Memento. Nope. Memento's like two thousand. She's in Prestige. Yeah. She's in Prestige. Yeah. She's the girlfriend that drowns. Fuck, that's right. Yeah. Holy shit. Because <laughs> I was like, definitely not Batman. Definitely not Dunkirk. <laughs> and it was 2006, so I was trying to like land because I I didn't re- I didn't remember when Memento was. I thought Prestige was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm still missing one, but oh, uh, Jungle Book was the remake. Oh. She's the voice of Ka. Oh, I never actually even saw the original Jungle Book. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a Disney person. I know. Yeah, everyone should know that at this point. That yeah. I'm not. Except, dude, Mulan. Oh, Mulan. Oh, I'm so ready. I hope they don't push that back. They better not. Because that's what, March? They might. It's highly likely it might, especially Chinese. Yeah. Like, that's going to probably kill in China. Yeah. Hopefully not literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd also like to mention Under the Skin, which I think you would enjoy. It's very artsy. I think you talked about that. That's yeah. the one where she was, it was just like, they just had her like, what, seduce random guys into a van? Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> so she plays an alien. It's not entirely clear what her miss- mission is, but um, yeah, they basically, for at least the first chunk of the movie, they just put her in a van and a wig and had her drive around Scotland and pick up random guys and offer them rides. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of talk Weird. to them. Weird. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, so Interesting what? performance. She's, she's very diverse. She thrives in drama. I gotta say. Yeah. No. Like even scrolling way back, um, she was in stuff like uh, Ghost World was kind of one of her first real. Oh, Ghost in the roles. Shell. Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Just gonna not really worry about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was in Home Alone three apparently. <laughs> really? Huh. Yep. Holy shit! Who knew? Not gonna really dig she into was that. Probably the mom. Something. I don't know. That's, no, that's not me saying she's old. <laughs> Even though she's like 45, isn't she? I don't know. That was also in 1997, so she would have been 13. <laughs> she's born in 84. Yeah, so she's... She's 36. 36, 35, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Lost in Translation. Mm. Um, stuff like that from she the... She transcend, uh, Transcendence. Transcendence? The one with Johnny Depp? That, that terrible one with Johnny Depp that no one saw? I don't think so. I vaguely feel like she was in it, but I was probably wrong. I can't remember the female lead in that. Is, and I kind of don't care. <laughs> it's definitely not a movie <laughs> worth caring about. Yeah. Uh, no, but no, she definitely thrives. I think the best stuff I've seen her in are the drama ones, like yeah. Marriage Story and JoJo. Mm-hmm. Um, and jo- uh, by drama with JoJo, I mean, like, her part of the story is drama-based. Mm-hmm. Um, Taika's really the only funny part of that movie. Um definitely not a movie that's meant to go into assuming it's just full comedy okay uh, it's got some hefty themes and some hefty like oh, have mean, you seen you haven't seen it yet have no, you i haven't seen it man you gotta see it I, yeah 
what I want to start doing, this is unrelated, is I want to, I want to start watching one movie a week and then write just a couple of paragraphs about it, put it on a Facebook. Do it. I want to do it. Do it. I'll try. Do it. No promises. Yeah. <laughs> I have so little time. Yeah, you do. I was talking to Hannah about it. Hannah went to our church service today. Yeah. And uh, it was weird to see her without you. I know. Because I'm around you so much that whenever right. I see her, you're there. Right. Uh, but it was nice. I talked to her and I kind of like, I was like, how's Matt? And she's like, he's he's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's very busy all the time and stressed yeah, I, and tired. It's not stress just as much as like, I don't have weekends or evenings at all. And how does that make you feel? Very sleepy. Mostly. Wake up. Give me another actor. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) This is fun. We're in an hour and what? 15 minutes. And I don't care. This is kind of fun. All right. Uh, I'm going to save that one for the end. I think this is actually good content because we're actually like, we're actually like talking talking about about stuff. We're having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Speaking of Chris Chris's Hemsworth, uh, he has not been in much. If you can give me three, I'll be happy with you. Uh, Men in Black. I realize he's been in a bunch of stuff recently, and I should probably up it to four, but we'll leave it at three because that's what I started with. Uh, okay, so Men in Black. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh! There's something with his penis um yeah no that was chris pine no there's was, there was a chris hemsworth thing chris hemsworth penis yeah well i'm a... googling that now that's <laughs> on my search history forever <laughs> um he was in that fucking australian show that every australian actor starts in the first headline is chris hemsworth talks about his big bold penis wow chris <laughs> wow chris um uh home and away yes that one yeah yeah. that's the that's the thing um holy hell i feel like i've seen him in more yeah no you have give me a hint um he had a very minor role in a very major sci-fi movie minor role in a major sci-fi movie uh was it a from before 2010 before 2010 holy crap uh was it your Roper report <laughs> no that was 20 like 13 no, i don't know years it was in my best movies of the decade it was I in know. your best movies of the decade oh, no and i don't remember um don't know what that is but i like it so keep it going what my your this? stupid accent what my cockney exit <laughs> fuck are you all about this ain't stupid you're stupid i went definitely away from cockney yeah to, i don't know to, what that was i was no i was going more like buckingham yeah <laughs> um so, no, third graders invitation to buckingham which i i get about once a week yeah um man i got nothing else all right i'm gonna give you a couple give me another hint about that sci-fi one uh the lead is another one of our favorite chris's lead is another one of our favorite Chris's. what's a sci-fi movie that our our favorite chris is in the lead in come on this is obvious what the fuck how am i drawing such a this is embarrassing for you is he in star trek yeah he plays his dad in the, like the cold open really yeah <laughs> did you not know that <laughs> no <laughs> 
I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And he's probably coming back if they ever make Star Trek Four. That's amazing. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, that's um Well that was I guess that was that would have been his first that's the first role I've heard of him in. Hmm. Um I mean Home and Away was kind of before that. Um and then yeah, Thor was really his breakout. Yeah. Um he got to play the the big doofy jock in the cabin in the woods. Oh, that's right. Yep. Good version of that. Got to play I didn't see either of these, but I presume the big doofy jock in Snow White and the Huntsman and Red Dawn. Uh I don't think he was a big doofy jock in Red Dawn. Really? Oh, 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 no, man, that's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Wait, what movie are you thinking of? I'm <laughs> <laughs> out of World War Z. Oh, yeah. He's been in a zombie movie, though. Chris Hemsworth has? Yeah. Uh, I strongly remember him being fighting zombies. Cabin in the Woods. It might have been that. <laughs> he fights some zombies in that. Does he? Yeah. That's definitely what I was thinking of then. <laughs> that's the only one. I mean... He's in Ghostbusters. Yeah, no. Um, Rush. That was kind of, yeah, that was one of his big roles. He's the the, um, big doofy jock. (laughs) Big doofy jock. So we have his, we have his type. (laughs) Yeah, it just, it ranges on how dramatic he wants to be. He can either be. funny. Yeah, he's he's either the the big, big doofy jock where it's just the, the stereotype in Cabin in the Woods. Or he's the big doofy jock, but playing it kind of straight but doing it well in rush or big doofy jock, but probably doing it pretty badly in red dawn. I didn't see the remake. I don't, I don't, like... don't want to see it. Doesn't yeah. it have Josh Peck in it? Yep. <laughs> and Josh Hutcherson and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's so Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I guess we have to watch it. Oh yeah. fuck. Get that JDM. Who does he play? Sergeant major Andrew Tanner. Why do I care? I don't stop. <laughs> Give me another one. Okay. Uh, let's do two more. Oh, two more. Oh, but I've got like, four more good ones okay let's do four more but we'll go fast on them okay uh ryan reynolds ryan reynolds how many mm, give me give me four green lantern uh <laughs> i guess i shouldn't go superhero ones then yeah probably those. not uh oh uh uh um the one where you're a friend zone you're basically equated to a lamp um what it's um holy shit he's like uh, dude, uh, a friend zone is where a girl no longer sees you as a sexual prospect like a brother or a lamp uh it's like van uh van wilder van wilder van wilder yeah that was, um, uh, i think that was kind of his breakout he yeah had a lot of little t- he was on an episode of the x-files uh the good guys or no, the other guys. The other guys. Uh, there is the one. There's one where he's with the Dane Cook. The other guys. He wasn't in the other guys. Yeah, it was. That was Ryan Gosling. Fuck. Oh, what's the? Oh, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. That's the one. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. Um, it was something with L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, there's something with Dane Cook where they're in a restaurant. Um. <laughs> I don't know who Dane Cook is, so I'm gonna. Dan Cook's a uh, comedian that lasted for one special and then was accused of stealing jokes and his career just crashed down. Oh. Uh, he kind of looks a little like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he looks like a... And I mixed them up for a long time. He looks like Great Value Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. 
Um, God, it's something. It's a Comedy Central movie. That's a good sign. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this one scene where like there's a, a a customer being really shitty, and she's like, "I ordered that," <laughs> like being you know the shitty waiter, the shitty mm-hmm. person of the waiters. Uh, so what they do is they like take her food and then they just like they spit in it. A guy like, "Oh, you like Parmesan?" And then he like takes his dandruff and puts it in there, <laughs> and then it's like a garnish and pulls out his pube and like put his, his single pube puts it on the plate. <laughs> Uh, it's really gross. Yeah. Uh, but he's in that one. Um, something about like kitchen or chef or something along those lines. Chef. The claims drama by John Favreau. Was he in that? No. I don't think so. Uh, all right. So I've got, I've got Van Wilder. I've got, uh, oh, excuse me. Unspecified uh, comedy. I'm not going to claim that one because I didn't know the name of it. Okay. Um, I got the uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. How many am I going for? Four? No, let's knock it down to three. Not I'm realizing he's had kind of minor roles in a fair few things. Yeah. Oh, we saw one last year in uh, theaters. Detective Pikachu. That's not the one we saw in theaters last year, but he was in that. <laughs> uh, what did we see? Not, not a superhero one. Nope. The reason we saw it was not the movie. Uh, <laughs> and he's kind of the he's definitely the bad guy yep i like i looked around a little bit i can't find anyone else pushing that which is weird really yeah. i don't think anyone okay the thing is i don't think people who pay well enough attention to movies mm-hmm. or people who pay attention enough to movies don't give a shit about that movie right that's probably what it is, is everyone who went to see that movie is like casual plebeians no yeah. offense uh but definitely offense yeah. uh Unless, unless you're like us and you just went and saw it so you could see the Tenet teaser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spent money on that. Yep. Uh, so yeah, those those are, those are movies. I got four. Okay. Uh, I was going to also mention Mississippi Grind, which I've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the one where it's him and Ben Mendelsohn and they're gambling addicts in different ways. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, right. That that one. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, the Voices. That's a really great one. He's a serial killer. He also voices his cat and his dog. <laughs> his cat has a Scottish accent. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, there's the one where his uh, he's married and has a kid. Um, and it's like probably kid, his kid's like walking on the roof and has to save her or something. I don't know what that could be. It's really um, dramatic, actually. I feel like a scene. Probably not buried. I think that's just him in a coffin. It's supposed to be pretty good, actually. I definitely tried to p- take a page from Locke. Uh, it came out four years before Locke. That's what they want you to think. It is what they want me to think. That's why they released it on October 15th, 2010. And they released Locke. Nope, that's Lock and Key. <laughs> uh, I've messed this whole bit up. <laughs> I've ruined it. <laughs> I messed this whole bit up. <laughs> April eighteenth, two thousand fourteen. So he's he's still pretty new. He definitely got his breakout from uh, uh, Van Green Wilder. Lantern. Oh, uh, I guess Van Wilder because he was in like stuff like The Proposal. And oh yeah, Blade he was Trinity a pretty boy. And he was a pretty boy. Yeah, he was he was pretty boy. And um, now he's Deadpool. <laughs> Well, he before he was Deadpool, <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Back in two thousand nine. Yeah, um, still try to forget about that. Yeah, he just he did a lot of Pretty Boy stuff, but every now and then you'd see something like Buried, where he actually has to act, yeah. or um, Mississippi Grind, or The Voices, where just where he's doing something a little different. Yeah, and he's kind of 
he's got his own persona just in real life as the pretty boy who can't act mm-hmm. but he kind of totally can oh absolutely yeah um he's not like the greatest actor in the world but he's mm-hmm. certainly got range he's got um interesting interesting takes on things yeah and you know he's just a, yeah it's fun i personally don't see him being able to pull off something like you saw the marriage story have you no fuck i'll make that my my movie for next week okay i think i want to do them on mondays because i'm usually not working monday morning and so i'll make it matt's monday movie you struggled with such an easy one yep that was like the moment you said monday i was like matt's monday movies yeah and you were like matt's monday movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah matt makes movies mondays matt doesn't make movies movie makes mac mondays mac miller you're the one struggling Macklemore. Buster. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, another. Ben Affleck. Oh, boy. Argo. Speaking speaking of boys who was in um, bad movies first. Oh, I should probably scroll down to his actor, not. Argo. Um, oh, there's a lot. Oh, no. I really don't even know. How many am I going for? I should make you do like seven or something. Fuck. But no. Do, do, do three. Let's hurry this along. You saw one recently. Fairly. Oh, uh, The Accountant. Oh, I didn't realize you saw that. (laughs) Okay, so there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) I think you saw this other one. Uh... Fuck, give me a hint. (laughs) Uh, Which one was it that I was looking at? (laughs) That should be a hint in and of itself. (laughs) Um. Oh no! It's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's also got uh, Hawkeye. There's crime. There's crime. And if I give you the setting, you'll probably get it right away. Although, with Ben Affleck, there is only one setting. <laughs> Bleak. <laughs> <laughs> bleak new york no boston boston he's such a boston boy you got you boston i'm what taking goodwill hunting he... away from you what i'm taking goodwill hunting away from you seeing goodwill hunting yeah the only two people i know that were goodwill hunting are ron williams and matt damon right i don't know i haven't seen it yep um boston fucking what is he in boston with jerry renner and they commit some crimes. Oh, they commit some crimes. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're doing some crimes together. I think John Hamm's the one that tries to catch him. John Hamm? What? Maybe you didn't see it. The town? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I really thought you'd seen that one. Oh, no, I ain't seen that one. Someone. I'm kind of going Boston, aren't I? Yeah, a little <laughs> it's bit. Like a really nice, I'm yeah, kinda... it's, it's a little more New Yorker. Yeah, New York, yeah. It was a little bit subtle, though. Yeah. Was, I'm noticing recently that that's one of the ones I can do. I'm going to attack that Tony. That was like half Canadian. My <laughs> <laughs> Midwestern. My my equivalent of your Sean Connery is is Midwestern. Mm-hmm. Anytime I try to do any accent, somehow somehow I will always like move back to Midwestern. Mm-hmm. I'm from the South. <laughs> I don't know I can do it in Midwestern. Every time I go, like I can go Southern and somehow end up in the Midwestern. Yeah. All right, let's go on. Uh, yeah. Well, he's go, he's had kind of an interesting career. Um, you know what's not interesting is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
No, but he uh he's got he had an uncredited role as baseball fan at Fenway Park in Field of Dreams in 1989 before Christ. before he I mean he'd been in like a couple of little one-off TV episodes on stuff like the The Voyage of the Mimi and ABC After School Specials. <laughs> I just imagine just like he's he's just this he was in the what was his role in the Field of Dreams? Baseball fan at Fenway Park. Yeah, so he's just like chilling out there, and they're like, if you build it, they will come. And they start walking out of the field, and they like look up and it's like, hey, you gotta be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had that voice. It would not surprise me if he was just at Fenway Park because he's like a Boston guy. Yeah, he's super Boston. And they just like, he's, he, he's in the background on a shot, and they're like, hey, is that Ben Affleck? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Uh, he was basketball player number 10, also uncredited, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, fuck. I think that might be the movie. Um, but then, yeah, he was in he was in Mallrats. He was in Goodwill Hunting, which he kind of only got there because he's Matt Damon's buddy, and Matt Damon was actually yeah. good at his job. Yeah, the um, two of them are real close. Yeah. They're both from Boston. Yeah, and so they kind of came <laughs> up they, like, together. they, like, grow up together? Yeah, they kind of, like, came up together like the buddies or something. Yeah. Um, and so that, <laughs> that catapulted him to stardom and freed him up to do a bunch of stuff like Armageddon and Pearl Harbor and, uh, oh, he was Jack Ryan in the sum of all fears in 2002. Was he really? Yeah. I forget about that. Definitely the worst Jack Ryan. Yep. And he was Daredevil in 2003. No, he wasn't. Yeah. We, no, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> uh, and he kind of, he hit, hit a low point with, um, Jiggly what this one i'm curious is the medis Metac- metacritic score is 18 this one's famously bad jiggly yeah uh, are you sure it's not giggly might be that's fucking weird anyway that one's famously bad and that was kind of a low point for him acting wise um that was in 2003 he had a couple of things in 2004 and then didn't act again until 2006 um had a couple of more action crime roles towards the end of the decade, sort of the new decade with like State of Play, uh, The Town, Argo, which actually was, was that his, that wasn't his directorial debut. His first, um, the one he directed was uh, Gone Baby Gone. That was 2007, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, so he's done nothing anyone's ever heard of in Daredevil and Goodwill Hunting. No, he's, I mean, he's done stuff people heard of. Well, yeah, but like... Like uh, Pearl Harbor? People have heard of that. What's Pearl Harbor? That was when the Japanese attacked us on December 7th, 1941. It was a day that lived in infamy. Infamy? Infamy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Oh, I forget about this. Every time I scroll through his his, uh, directing credits on IMDb. Um, so there's, there's the movies, there's, uh, live by night, Argo, the town gone, baby gone. And then, um, video short, give me shelter from 2008 and short. <laughs> I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook. And now I have a three picture deal at Disney from 1993. What the fuck? That's oh my it. God, that's so long. It's on his directing credit. I killed on my a- lesbian wife. Hung her on a meat hook, and now I have a three-picture deal at Disney. <laughs> Every time I go to look at his directing page, and I see fuck? that, and I remember what's that, that about. I... I think I have, I have a strong idea of what it's about. <laughs> a first-time feature film director, who's also the writer and producer, is casting the lead actress. We meet him talking to his wife about the picture and the process. 
We meet the actress Sandy negotiating with her roommate and talking by phone to her mother. Then we watch Sandy audition for... Is this just explaining the entire plot? Probably. Yeah. Does he kill his wife? Uh, the wrinkle is that the director is a homicidal misogynist. His wife is tied up and hanging from the ceiling, and Sandy has something in her purse that bodes a rocky future. Okay, they don't give away the ending. Oh. Bodes a rocky future. I guess. I think being hung from a meat hook is pretty rocky in its own. Probably. Anyway. It's only 16 minutes. We can probably find it on YouTube. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he got in directing. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone was 2007. Um, and that kind of, I think that gave him the seriousness he needed to actually go back and do like real acting. Isn't he the only person who can direct himself? Not like the kind of the claim that he's only good in movies that he directs. No, I mean, he's good. He's very good in the town. He's good in, um, uh, Gone Girl. He's good in The Accountant. Yeah, he's, he's good in The Accountant. The Accountant's not a great movie, but he, he played that role very well. Um, yeah. All right. So he's, yeah, he's, he's had a really interesting career. He had a low point just creatively. Like it, it really felt like he was sort of the guy that acted. He went to rehab, didn't he? I don't, maybe. I think I vaguely remember like he, he like relapsed recently. Cause like, that's why he like, that's why the whole Batman thing was so tumultuous as he was like in rehab again. Uh, here's a headline from 2018. Why Ben Affleck entered the rehab for the third time. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Look at me go. Yep. Nice. things. Yeah, he's uh, so he's he's had his issues. Yeah, he, it always felt like he was someone who accidentally his way into Hollywood and then kind of figured it out as he went along. Yeah, um, I've heard people describe Ethan Hawke that way, and I kind of see it. I have really have no idea who Ethan Hawke is. Uh, I have seen him in anything. He's the guy from Gattaca, main guy. You haven't seen Gattaca? Nope. Oh, I thought you'd seen Gattaca. I thought we talked about Ethan Gattaca. Ethan Hawke. You're gonna recognize him like he's been in stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a weird combination of uh, Willem Dafoe and James Franco. Huh. Never thought of him that way. Tell me I'm wrong. You're weirdly not wrong now that I'm looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, he was in Boyhood. Yeah. Dead Poets. Oh, he was in Dead Poets. Oh, yeah. Dude, this guy's. Yeah, no, he's been in stuff. He's been in things but has he been in a superhero movie i don't think so i think not oh god i don't like any of what just happened <laughs> all right uh another one all right i have two more cool gal gadot <gasps> fucking nothing dude she's been in israeli movies no she's been in some stuff no yeah i mean she was in israeli movies but she was also she has been in well she's also straight up like Israeli special special forces. Yeah. That's the only thing that I know about her. And that's all I want to know about her is that she's straight up a fucking badass. <laughs> yep. What else? Give me like, so I'm, I'm going for one. She was in four movies that you have heard of prior to her turn in Batman versus Superman, but all four were in the same franchise and that probably gives it away. Was she in Fast and Furious? Yeah. Fucking hell, that's right. Yeah, she was in four, five, six, and seven. Yeah. Probably also eight. No, I guess not eight. Yep. Uh yeah, she was she's in that. Uh that's kind of where she got her big break. That her mm-hmm. second role is on credited on IMDB is from Fast and Furious, which is number four. So what's her first one? It's definitely an Israeli thing. Uh a TV series named Bubot. Oh, okay. Which 
Yeah, looks Israeli. Um, but yeah, no, she uh, she she's new in acting. Relatively, yeah. yeah that was from two thousand. Because she was Israeli. Don't all like uh, Israeli women have to be in the special forces for like two years? Or something? All all Israelis when they reach the age of I think eighteen have to be in the military for two years. Dude. Yeah, and so she was in the military for two years. That's nuts, dude. I mean, basically they're under constant threat of attack. So oh, yeah, everyone's got to be trained. Trained. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. Nope. I almost went political. Uh, I'm going to rant to you on the way home. All right. Uh, she was in Night and Day, which was a little Tom Cruise action movie. Um, she was in Triple Mine, which is a halfway decent action movie with just a stacked cast unnecessarily. Huh. Um, and then she was in Superman vs. Justice. <laughs> Was I, movie, tried to, I tried versus, to read it straight. Movies versus DC. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's spending some other stuff since. Um, keeping up with the Joneses was like a spy movie. Mm. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, apparently. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, she's going to be in Death on the Nile. Cool. Because she's Middle Eastern. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably an Egyptian-based movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a well. That's an Agatha Christie adaptation. Oh, yeah. She's bet playing you, bet you, uh, Ridgeway Doyle. Go click on that movie. Bet you Rami Malek is in it. Uh, doesn't look like it. Really? Kenneth Branagh, uh, Emma Mackey, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Rose Leslie. I couldn't figure out how to pronounce Army Hammer for there for a second. <laughs> this is bad. Army Hammer. I was looking at it. I was like. In a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, Letitia Wright. Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, fucking Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the same person. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So um, she's yeah she's she's relatively new. Relatively new. Yep. Action mostly action, mostly which action makes sense stuff, because yeah. she has training in that kind yeah, of yeah, and she's just stone cold awesome. Yep. Yep. All right. Last but not least. The the man of the future, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> How many I got to do? Uh, let's do three. Really? No, let's do let's do four. But you cannot do the same franchise more than once. Uh, well, yeah. Can I do five? <laughs> okay, do five. Uh, so he was in um fucking uh Goblet of Fire. Yep. Obviously Twilight. Yep. Uh, Lighthouse. Yep. Uh, we didn't see that. He was in. Oh fuck! Ha! No, it's it's one that I watched with Andrew. Mm-hmm. Fuck! What was it about? It's him. Uh, it's him, a meth head, running away from the cops. Good time. Good time. That's what I watched. You watched Good Time. I watched Good Time. When did you watch Good Time? Like five days ago. <laughs> Oh, so good. I mean, I didn't like watch it, watch it. It was kind of more over his shoulder and like I kind of uh, sat down towards the end of it. Yeah. Fucking intense. Oh, it's a great movie. Uh, oh, also like back to what I've, been up, what I've been up to. I've been like watching Mad Men over his shoulder. I've been watching like. You, like, need, you need to sit down and watch I'll that. like sit down and like watch like an episode or two with him mm-hmm. and it'll be like at like seasons apart. Yeah. And I'll just be like, oh, wait, uh, did did her baby, what happened to her baby? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. oh, suddenly it's like 10 years later and the kids are grown up. Yep. Um. Any one more for my own personal pride. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh wait, um, um, <laughs> there's an obvious one I'm missing. Um, not an obvious one. I'd say to me it's obvious because I've like looked at a lot of his what he's done, trying to like figure out if he'd be a good Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me one that's like that's uh, kind of relatively obvious. Uh, he was in a Netflix original last year. Um. I'm blanking. I know. I know. <laughs> Look, I I very vividly remember exactly what you told me. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that he was in a Netflix original last year, but I can't remember anything about it. Who else was in it? I got nothing. Uh, the King was the Netflix original. God, from that's last what year. it was. Because yep. uh, I think Brennan and Emily were watching it recently. Okay. Yeah. I would like it's, to see uh, it. Timothy Chalamet's in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's the king. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Yep. And Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Yep. Um, also, stuff like uh, Cosmopolis, The Rover. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's had an interesting career. We've talked about he this He is the bit. interesting one. Yeah. He's, he's one that we're actually... Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, because we're going to have an episode coming we'll, up soon we'll of, dig like, into him, but... people who repaired their career. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> Assuming he pulls off Batman, which at this point all indications are favorable, yep. though knock on wood, fingers crossed, all the mm-hmm. all that. Um, yeah, he's been a guy who's really pulled himself out from mm-hmm. just uh, he had a he had a rough start there, yeah. let's say. Um, but it's it's really fun. He's just got so many different things. Have you seen Twilight? Yes, the first one. Is he actually like good in it, despite it being a horrible franchise? Um. He's probably the least bad part of the okay. first movie. I mean, that's all you can ask. I'd say. Um, it's a yeah, no, it's it's a mess. It's he's he's not great. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's got its issues. Yeah. Well, no, the best part's Gil Birmingham because Gil Birmingham's the best part of anything he's in. Okay. Well, well, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. We so, talked about stuff. Yeah, we kind of really like focused on the fact that like all these actors really have only done superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they've done some stuff around it, but it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of defined them. Yeah, and the you know the fun thing is is we could do a whole nother edition of this next week and talk about Mark Ruffalo and Jeremy Renner yeah, and Benedict could... Cumberbatch. Yeah, I mean, well, so next week on our schedule we have uh, discuss discussing about the um, monsters universe. Because mm-hmm. Invisible Man is or like the Dark Universe. Invisible Man oh, is coming out. I, I need to go see that. Um, so we can either do that or we can do a second version of this. Mm-hmm. I'd rather talk about Dark Universe because I want to see okay. Invisible Man. We can talk about that and all the massively horrible failed attempts at doing it. Yep. I'll try to watch a lot of the movies to this week and then wait. This week we got to record in like two days. So maybe not. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I really have to pee. Shall we? We shall. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm going to really take my time with this outro just to... I'll, like, straight up go pee right now. Okay, yeah, go do it all. I'll kind of meander way my through. I don't know what word order I said those in. Um, it was something else, but not quite what I intended. So, uh, Preston's peeing, and you can find the delicious audio of that on SoundCloud. <laughs> I can't do it with a straight face. Why am I... Because it's 11 o'clock at night, and my bedtime's 9.30. Get it together, Matt. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. I almost said Spodbean. That would have that broken me. No, I've said it. It's broken me. 
<laughs> this is bad. I need him to rein me in. I, I fall apart when I'm by myself. <laughs> I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> what? I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook where I'm going to start doing my Matt's, Matt's Movie Mondays and hopefully it's not going to be a monthly thing. Um, Matt's Movie Month. Matt, Matt's Monday movie Matt's of the month. Movie. There you go. Matt's March movie. Matt's March once a year. Just once a year. <laughs> no, I can do one in May also. Oh, yeah. Two a year. They're just <laughs> kind of clustered. Um, like the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clusterfuck. That was the joke. I was trying to do the PG-13 version. That? PG. That'd be PG. You yeah. Clusterfuck PG-13. Yep. Uh, we're on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. We occasionally exist there, I guess. Um, Rarely. Yeah, we should no. get better about that now that we're a massive media conglomerate. We got a single time I go to Twitter to post something, I fucking see a Rob Liefeld tweet, and I just get mad. <laughs> such an arrogant fuck. Uh, just block him. I really should just like unfollow him. Yeah, we don't need that kind of negativity in the world. You know what we should do is we should hire an intern. Dude, if we start making money, as soon as we have enough money to pay someone minimum wage to edit, we're going to do that. Because that's yep. the thing that holds us up the most is the editing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded last week's episode on time. Yep. And who forgot to edit it? The intern? Yeah, fucking interns. Yep. But that was hilarious. I like looked at SoundCloud. I was like, Matt didn't put the episode up. Yeah, like I said, I don't. I just I don't have time. I if yeah. I do have little tiny blocks of time, but they are small and they're yeah. several days apart. And so if I'm thinking about it at the right moment, I can get it done and I can get stuff done. And tomorrow morning is one of my blocks of time, so I can have this and I can do it. I'll write myself a note. It'll be okay. Cool. We're gonna get through this. I'm Saturday. Let's do Saturday because I, I actually have some time Saturday, and so I can maybe go see Invisible Man like during the day. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, Alexandra Garyachkin is playing in another tournament right now, so maybe I'll post another picture of her death glare. Because yep. scary. Um. Scary yep. Speaking of paying interns, I meant to segue it, that into the Patreon, but I didn't because I'm bad at my job yeah. and I'm blaming the intern. Yeah. Uh, we got a Patreon and it's part of our whole merger with REM Productions. So send us money and we'll go see movies. I'm probably going to go see Invisible Man anyway, but if you want to send me to see something else also, um, I don't know what out, what what's out right now that's really terrible, but if you want me to see something really terrible and write about it slash talk about it, so chip in a few bucks on Patreon and I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um how's that work? Is it like just us losers pod at patreon.com? Fuck if I know, dude. I don't know. Follow our link. If you're on this thing, you're, you, there's a link on our Facebook on our uh, SoundCloud and on our Facebook. And I can put it on our Instagram. Alright, let's do it. Just follow the link. Yep. Uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where you can send us a, a list of your favorite things about Chris Hemsworth penis. Yeah. It's big, bold penis. Big, Is it big, bold? bold? Penis. Um, yeah. 
big bald penis. Mm. Hmm. Nicky Manscaped? Yeah, I could see it. Like he's he's got a very smooth chest. I feel yeah. like he's not gonna leave one area ungroomed. But I don't know. Curious. My sinus is like so leaving pressure right now, and it's squeaking, and it's hilarious. I could hear it. I know it's yeah. kind of annoying. <laughs> I want to stop. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have a YouTube that's actually going to be getting some activity in the near yeah. future. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Quality entertainment. Um, our old episodes are off of there, so there's nothing to be aware of. Aha! We're free and clear. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode. We'll either talk about Dark Universe or just make something up on the day next week. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.